All right, we are live, and I'm so excited to uh, re-premiere, relaunch the IDP Lounge, now called the IDP Plus Lounge with our new brand, new branding. Today's show, we are going to be talking with our amazing guests, uh, but we're going to talk about uh, were the Bengals hiding something this week? Uh, Kelsey is now karma. Diapers in Detroit, what's that about? And then is Eric... Is AA Ron coming back uh, to New York? So, with that, let's uh, really quick go around the room, introduce everybody. Uh, just for our audience out there, this is going to be our Friday evening show where we're going to talk about relevant top lines in the NFL uh, and just kind of shoot the shit with some some guests from around the industry. So, uh, Quick introduction for me. My name is Nathan at Nate Cheat on Twitter. I am the uh, co-owner and founder of the IDP guys now transitioning to the IDP plus and uh, I'll be one of the hosts. Kick it over to you Grant the co-host that will be with us weekly. Thanks Nate. Uh, yeah Grant Gillen. Uh, you can find me at Grant underscore Gillen. Um, I, I work for the IDP guys doing YouTube uh, stuff behind the scenes. Uh, occasionally we'll get in front of the camera. I do host the start sit shows whenever I'm not at the Browns games. I'm still trying to figure out if I'm going this weekend or not. So, uh, but I'm, I'm looking forward to this, Nate. Awesome. And uh, going to our first guest here, JJ Winner. What's going on, man? It's been a while since I've seen you in front of the uh, camera and uh, happy to happy to have you this week. Man, I'm so excited to be on the show. I, I I miss getting on pause. It's been a few months since I've done anything, but man, I'm always happy to jump on an IDP guys show, man. So awesome. so happy to be here. Nice. Uh longtime uh friend of the show, used to work with us pretty uh closely. Uh actually helped us launch the IDP invitational many, many years ago. But uh Seahawks Dan making his reappearance online what's going on man yeah doing pretty good uh i think uh i hosted this uh original uh show way back in the day um but yeah i'm doing pretty good uh don't do much but play fantasy football and still in a million leagues so you know i still still keep track of stuff uh mainly just bounce around the uh, idp nation patreon chat to bother daryl still because that's what I do best. There you go. So, but I'm at Seahawks Dan Eight if you care. You know, I'm not really writing or doing any podcast. I I did a Seahawks preview, I think, for uh a show in the summer, but yeah. There you go. It's fun to jump in front of the mic again. Nice. No, awesome to have you on. All right. And then uh we've got Sean, uh Sean of the Dead, or he didn't really uh give us a, a funny name. I guess that's only on the start sit show with uh Ricky. So uh but so, Sean, you said something in the chat that uh, way back you were uh, you kind of got involved with IDP guys by being in our YouTube chats. Is that true? Was this one of the shows that kind of got you involved with us? Oh, yeah. 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 The the first time around, it was uh, it was COVID, was it yeah. not? And, uh, you know, everybody was stuck at home. You know, everybody was on lockdown. And you guys fired up this show, and it just kind of kept everybody sane on Friday nights, more or less. Uh, yeah, I thought it was it was a great show. Uh, of course, I was I was out in the crowd, I guess, uh, giving Daryl the business 
and uh, yeah, just just kind of hung around ever since. Nice, nice. Well, uh, glad to have you on this side of the screen, and uh, and you write for us. You you uh, do the start sit show with Ricky, so putting in in the work uh, for the content there, uh, which is really awesome. I make Ricky look good on Sunday mornings. <laughs> Yeah. So uh, for everyone watching, make sure and subscribe to the channel. Hit the little bell to make sure that you get notified whenever uh, we have, as the banner up top says, uh, daily fantasy football content on YouTube and Spotify uh, or wherever you catch your podcasts. Uh, but let's really quick go into our first topic, uh, which is out of Cincinnati. Is Joe cool on ice? We've got, um, you know, he exited the Bengals game against the the Ravens after uh, apparent injury to his wrist uh, throwing the ball. There was some, uh, you know, he was seen with a brace on before the game. And, uh, and now the team announces that he's done for the season with a torn ligament. What do we think? Is this... Uh, I, I, if it's his throwing hand and it's torn ligament, I mean, this could be something that affects him for the rest of his career. What do you think? Let's go to JJ winner. You know, uh, I really don't know what to think. I, I have him in a few leagues, so I'm sort of SOL. I don't really carry a lot of backups in my redraft leagues. Uh, not at this point of the season. Uh, I wasn't expecting this at all. So, I don't know. Should there be long-term? I'm not a doctor. Yeah. Obviously, but I'm sure rehab, right? Put some ice on it. He'll be fine by next year. Right? Does he need surgery? Is that That's the question. I, I didn't see that announced. I just know he's missing the season. Um, but I, I can tell you from being a Browns fan, I am not happy that he went out in the game that he did because I needed the Ravens to lose so we could be playing for the first place uh, position in the AFC North with DTR. Um, but at the same time, it's wh what are the Bengals doing? You you have an injury report. You have to report them. Uh, Zach Taylor's saying, I didn't know anything about it. Joe Burrow said, that's just a compression sleeve for my wrist. What's going on in Cincinnati? Yeah, no, I mean, yeah. go ahead, Dan. Yeah, it was kind of crazy. Just, you know, the, the backlash this morning about the coach getting fined and stuff and I don't know. Like, is it some? Did he miss practice? I guess, and I know they don't practice much for the Thursday games. But if he didn't miss practice, technically, I guess they don't have to report it. If he missed any time, they have to call him limited, from my understanding right. of the rules. So if he took every snap, I mean, he took all the snaps up until he banged his. What a word to cut off on. <laughs> his coach his center his uh hootie bank there he is yeah. <laughs> clowny yeah there you go there um, yeah <laughs> there you go uh yeah yeah hitting clowny you know it's funny clowny always seems to end up in these situations where he's didn't he didn't he cause somebody else to break a thumb on his helmet one a couple years ago i can't remember I don't know, but, but there, uh, there's like, I mean, there's a couple quarterbacks that are definitely notorious for that. Matthew Stafford's one of them. He always hits his like right throwing thumb uh, or index finger on someone's helmet, like 
every every play, every throw. And after a while, then he ends up, you know, needing uh, surgery or, or whatever. As a Lions fan, going through those years with him, that was always a huge concern. And I hope he's I hope so he's not one hundred percent this week playing the Seahawks. So that's... see, well, I I need Puka to go off, so I need uh, yeah, staff, yeah, staff to come back. Yeah. I need I need Cooper Cup too. To yeah, but I'm in the same boat. Cooper, he needs to finally become himself again. Yeah. What about you, Sean? What do you think of this? Uh, you know, is Joe Cool going to be back next year and be cool, or is he going to be lame? I I don't like the sound of uh, ligament in the wrist. Um, yeah. Uh, I don't know what the long term effects of that are, but I did see some close up photos. I guess when he came back in, and because uh, I think he threw one more pass before he was like, "No, I can't do it," and came out, and his hand was swollen like like bad. Uh, the entire hand was. So that tells me it's it's everything. So uh, ligaments. I don't like the sound of it. I don't know what the timetable is or something like that, but I imagine this is this is a long term injury, is my guess. Yeah. Well, what, what was crazy was um, he ended up putting protection on his elbow. So you st- I had to start questioning: Was it his elbow? Was it really his wrist? What's going on? Or is it some something that's connected between the two? So um, if uh, if you have like carpal tunnel issues, uh, I've had some myself. It uh, it actually runs all the way to your elbow. Mm. So you'll actually get a lot of pain in your elbow, even though it's your your wrist that's the actual problem. Hmm. Interesting. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. say carpal tunnel hurt affects your almost your entire arm. Like yeah, have that. From... Wow. And you can repair that with surgery. So I mean, there's hope that ligament damage can be. I mean, uh, surgery would probably be the best thing. Repair it, get it good. I just got an easier job. <laughs> uh yeah well your well, your hand isn't reliant on like a 25 million dollar quarterback contract on a team that's, that could that's, actually be good so that's true uh yeah I, I did uh i did flooring for 14 years and it's it's all wrist all day and mm. uh, i got to the point where i just i would come home and uh just put my hands under the hottest water i could run because that was the only thing that would like relieve it Okay. And like I say, it shoots all the way up to your elbow. Uh, that's that's how it first started. Like I thought the pain was my elbow, and talking to another guy who had carpal tunnel surgery, he said, "No, that's actually your wrist." Hmm. They got worse. Uh, I switched jobs. They got better. I can now open a bag of shredded cheese without my <laughs> wife's help. <laughs> critical, critical movement right there. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm a big cheese guy, so it, it was it had me down. <laughs> so, so for everyone, just to get us a little bit back to, to football here, but uh, for everyone who drafted Joe Burrow, uh, JJ, you said that like you don't have backups. Um, so this has to be, I mean, he was already, he had a slow start to the season. It, it, it kind of felt like he was starting to get his rhythm back, going to have some, some good games, bright future going into the playoffs, the fantasy playoffs. If uh, you know, you've, we're able to survive for that. What do you do now? Like, what is, uh, I, I can't imagine who's the backup there. I can't imagine Jake that. Browning. Yeah. Being good, good for the receivers. Um, do we think that I, I know with the Browns, um, and Watson going out 
there was some call for some of those journeymen quarterbacks. Uh, yeah. Tannehill was. I know. I know. We just worked out Flacco today. Um, haven't heard if we signed him or not. Um, but oh, that hurts. <laughs> <laughs> um, Why but, don't they go after any of the XFL guys? Uh, because, I, I, like I think, as a Jets fan, right? I, I, like I think well, that yeah. we we watched the experiment of PJ Walker. Yeah. Um, he has one touchdown, five interceptions this year alone. I mean, he did beat the San Francisco 49ers, but it's it's not something that's going to get you through an entire season and through the playoffs. So I, I think that's why they're turning to DTR and then uh, bringing Flacco in kind of as that veteran presence. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Zach's our guy, right? You know, for the Jets. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what happened that's to what Robert Sala's uh... been saying all year? Yeah. The... Yeah. And he's an idiot. Uh, so funny, funny story. Yesterday. Yeah. Yesterday at about, I guess it was 630. Um, now, I picked up Jake Browning when uh, Burrow was having his calf issues. So uh, yesterday, I, I need a corner because I got a couple on by. So I actually picked up Mike Hilton and then dropped Jake Browning because I was like, ah, Joe, Joe looks fine. He's great. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Uh, you're welcome. Somebody can go spend some fab on him. Uh, it's not worth it. Yeah. But so, what happened to you know the yesteryear when you could just go to the uh, local grocery store and grab a Kurt Warner, like off the shelf? Yeah. <laughs> that that brings know. up a good question. Uh, look, look throughout the league. How many of these teams have good, reliable backup quarterbacks? Uh, um, one that comes to mind for me is the Pittsburgh Steelers. You got Trubisky and you got Rudolph that have. NFL starting experience. How many of these other thir- 31 teams have that? Well, the Cowboys got uh, uh no. what's the face <laughs> from uh, San Francisco. So, no, Trey Lance. Trey Lance. Yeah, Trey Lance. Lance. Can you say uh, he has experience? He's played what one, two games. Hey, he's been injured for a lot of <laughs> NFL games. Yeah. yeah, he's been right hey. there with the clipboard. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of experience. Uh, but I I think that's where these veteran quarterbacks that have been in the league, like um, Matt um, Matt Ryan, Joe Flacco, I think that's where you can find the uh, find the value. You don't have to pay these guys a lot of money. You can pay them probably the veteran veteran minimum, or maybe a little bit more to get them on on your roster. Where's uh, Mariota at? He was uh, heading he's up. in Philly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he's he's backup for Hertz. Yeah, kind of, sort of. Tanner McKee probably is the real backup if Hertz were to actually go down. But yeah, I mean, Mariota is not great, but if you're talking experience, he's there. And yeah. I don't know. I if a couple of these kind of uh, journeyman quarterbacks could either get out of uh, their, you know, Tannehill was asking to get re- uh, released from uh, the uh, Tennessee Titans so that he could get you know picked up could be interesting but now you've got a lot of teams you got more teams in the race for this because before it was just the browns now you got the browns and the Bengals. uh ohio just hurting for quarterbacks well i i heard a stat today that 48 different quarterbacks have started this season damn so well you know logan wilson tried his damnedest to take out lamar too yeah did, that's, that's did a similar tackle he did on andrews too so, yeah, uh, 
But all right, so let me just uh, jump in real quick and welcome Matt Donnelly, coach, to the uh, to the show. And uh, we're talking about Joe Burrow's. Uh, you know, was it uh, going into the game that he was injured, and and or was and something was hidden, or you know, what's the uh, is he going to be able to come back, bounce back from that torn ligament injury? What what's your take on it? What's your thoughts? Well, Nate. I'm at that age right now where if I sneeze, I throw my back out. And that could happen right before the game kicks off. So, you know what? It could have been a wiping incident. It could have been just about anything with Joe Burrow, really. So, I mean, I, I take his word for it uh, for the most part. If you watched him pre – so he came in with that Michael Jackson glove or that splint or whatever you want to call it. But if you watch him in pregame warm-ups, he was actually slinging that ball around pretty darn good. So – I have to think that one of those hits that he took where he kind of fell backwards onto that wrist probably didn't do him any favors. Was he nicked up heading into that game? Maybe a little bit. I mean, it's week 11 right now, and everyone's probably banged up to a certain degree. So I I don't think he was banged up. But I know there's a lot of people upset, especially those people in the DFS industry, the gambling industry right now. I mean, NFL is a big-time business, especially when it comes to gambling right now. I think that's where a good portion of this uproar has taken place. But I don't think it was as bad as what it was. I don't think it was a serious injury, if he even had one going into the game. But I definitely think watching him early to mid-first quarter, that right before that touchdown pass to Joe Mixon, he did take a shot where he did land on that wrist. And it, that's probably where he finally did it in. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, that uh I don't know. You know, there's a lot of uh people throwing out conspiracy theories. That's that's the fun of the NFL sometimes is just uh having that that kind of rabble go on. Um but let's transition to our next topic, which uh you know some people are really rabbling about. I know Grant has feelings on this, I've got some thoughts. Um, but you know. Taylor Swift indicates that her and Travis are a real deal now. Uh, she changed lyrics to the song Karma during her show in Buenos Aires that Travis uh, flew down for. Um, and Travis and Jason were talking about it on their New Horizon podcast. So, uh, you know, where where do we stand with this? I'm a pretty big Swifty lately because of my wife, and I'm, I'm a really big fan of Travis Kelsey uh, after – watching the quarterback show and uh, and the Kelsey show actually uh, as well. But uh, so Grant, give, give me your take because we, uh, we kind of touched on this in the start sit show. And I just wanted to continue that conversation. Um, essentially I, I want to watch football. I don't want to see the same celebrity over and over again uh, at the football game. For instance, any other celebrity could be at that game and they're, they're maybe going to get one shot, maybe two shots throughout the entire game. Not every time there's a there's a huddle or a timeout on the field. They're they're taking uh they're taking that good old screen time of Taylor Swift and in hopes of getting the the Swifties uh, more into football. What do you think? Uh, let's go down to Matt. I want to want to hear your thoughts on uh, Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. You'll be hating out there, man. It's Taylor Swift we're talking about. I've learned my lesson watching people take shots at Taylor Swift. Those Swifties, they are legit. If this clip gets out there, you're done right now. You are going to be done. As soon as they hear that you don't want to hear or see Taylor Swift, they are coming at you left, right, and center. Listen, 
as long as I know Taylor Swift is going to be at the game ahead of time where I can bet on the over for Travis Kelsey, get me in on this. You watch Travis Kelsey splits with and without Taylor Swift. Hey, it, it is money right now. So right now I'm waiting this week because it's a big game against the Philadelphia Eagles. I need to know if Taylor Swift is going to be at this game because that could swing how I look at this as far as fantasy. If Taylor Swift is there, Travis Kelsey is tight end one. If Taylor Swift isn't there, then Travis Kelsey is basically what? Tight end 14? I mean, that's that's kind of the drop-off we're talking about. And besides that, it's either we look at her or we look at the, San Diego, the, the Los Angeles Chargers fan there that's really a Minnesota Vikings fan. So we're going to get someone on there that we don't want to necessarily see on our TV screen. But, I mean, if they're going to keep showing her and if Travis Kelsey is going to keep bowling out, and if we're going to get great stories from Travis and Jason, what I want to know is, though, I want us to zoom in on – Taylor Swift having a conversation with the Mr. Kelsey himself because I can imagine what that conversation would be taking place. So, you know what? I'm all for it. I mean, it's the Kansas City Chiefs. I'm a Raiders fan. I really don't want to watch them play anyway, so it really doesn't bother me one way or the other. Yeah, well, I got good news for you because uh, Kelsey should be not even just tight end number one, but he should have a uh, explosive game because it's the, the meeting of the parents. The Kelsey Swifts are, are going to be there. And uh, so, you know, Taylor's going to be there and Travis is going to have to show up and show out and uh, Mahomes is going to have to feed him. So, uh, you know, bet the overs. But, you know, here's my my take on it. Look, the NFL is all about plot. It's all about different storylines. That's what we buy into. It's all about like, you know, um, you know Jason Kelsey and and his story or. I, I'm big into Amon Ross St. Brown, the the St. Brown brothers, uh, Dan Campbell, all of that craziness. Uh, Matthew Stafford going from the Lions to the Rams. Like the NFL is just a big giant drama for men. Well, let's really keep it within the NFL and not bring the celebrities into it. Well, but there's, it it's yeah. it's a there's celebrity one. with a with a player. You know, there's, and there's plenty of stories the worst things to be talking about. Could be talking about. We could be talking about Watson, and you know, are I, are you able to move my screen away from Grant? Because if the Swifties <laughs> come for him, they're going to come right through me, and I'm old. I can't take an injury. So, Listen, well, I'll, I'll on. because I could use a social media presence. So bring it on, Swifties. Bring it on. <laughs> I know, I know JJ and I know oh, Cookie. Man. There, they they're both old enough to remember the Atlanta Falcons bringing out MC Hammer, Evander Holyfield. Oh, anyone yeah. they would bring down there. That was that was kind of the thing back there. At least we're not getting Taylor Swift down on the field. And trust me, the NFL would love to get her on the field, especially if it's at the halftime during the Super Bowl. But I think there might be some kind of contractual obligation where she can't do it, Pepsi and whatnot. But still, it's not like she's. Oh, we've had select Matthew McConaughey at Texas games going with his horns up all the time. Are you guys? Are you okay with that too? It's the same thing. We're seeing him on the field, not just in the Bradley press Cooper at Eagles games. If if Taylor Swift can handle being with Brittany Mahomes, I think we should show her all game long. Personally, <laughs> uh, BFFs now. Taylor Lautner at the Lions games. They uh, they were starting to do that. Yeah. Uh, there's there's celebrity like cameos and stuff has been going on for a long time. Granted, I I will give you this, Grant. They. They have a lot of shots of Taylor Swift, but you know what? Most of the yeah, time, what she's doing, doing, she's doing some funny thing with Brittany or trying to push off Jackson Mahomes from being a creep. Like it, it's uh, good luck. Yeah, 
<laughs> but, uh, Sean, what about you? I saw you on, on mute, so you've got something to say. Oh, man, I'm, I'm kind of with Grant. Like, Jason is my favorite Kelsey, and DeAndre is my favorite Swift. Uh, but I get what the NFL is doing. It, it's it's all ratings. It's bring new people into football. So, of course, they're going to keep blasting her. I mean, she's the biggest star probably in the world right now. So, so I, I've got some Philadelphia-related news. So uh, oh. there's a radio station, Q102, in Philadelphia who has – since the Eagles are playing Kansas City this week, they have decided to take all the Taylor Swift songs out of their rotation for the week because they said the only Swift and Kelsey they like are the DeAndre and uh, Jason. So wow. so Q102 said they will resume playing Taylor after Monday night. But uh, What's Philadelphia, radio? Philadelphia's going hard. Uh, yeah, that thing that's in your car that you sometimes use if podcasts aren't on, I guess. Oh, oh, you when my Bluetooth if your wife's in the car, if your wife's in the car and you know you, you can't listen to fantasy football podcasts, so and your Spotify yeah. is not working. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I listen to Spotify most of the time, but yeah. but yeah, um, I, I think it's funny that I guess Taylor Swift has now regenerated her concert schedule around Travis Kelsey's football schedule. I guess is that what's going on here because she was in what, you know. Uh, yeah, she's like, yeah, yeah, like that's uh, like she's not like doing hitting Brazil and Peru, and I don't think she's changed anything straight. with her because these tickets have been they went uh very quickly oh, yeah. when so I don't think she can just change her her dates, but it's kind of uh, ironic that all these football games her schedule just happens to be open. Maybe she's yeah, a big football fan. I don't know. She actually used to be well, she, an Eagles fan, I believe. She's a big so. Eagles fan. Yeah. Yeah. Which is maybe she's torn. Maybe she's torn this week. She doesn't really know. Are you using like first of all, you've said ironic. Then you said torn. Are you just like <laughs> dropping singles from like famous female artists? Because like I'm a big Natalie and Bruglia fan. Like, but I only can name one Taylor Swift song. Alanis Morissette too. Yeah. Yeah, right, Alanis Morissette. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. So that was uh, talking a little bit about planned, so. <laughs> being able to bring, you know, bringing in uh, new like watchers to the NFL. Like, how do you compare the the Taylor Swift stuff to like what they're doing with Nickelodeon and like the slime games and and the alternate broadcasts? Like, is there uh, the same? No same animosity to that. Like that's a good thing. Is Sean, it though? Oh, oh, hey, we've got, uh, we've got it, something from JJ. Go for I it. I mean, listen, I God, go off. I'm gonna like all right, Grant. I'm coming to join you because you look as miserable <laughs> as like George Santos in an ethics hearing, but <laughs> um topical humor. Look at that. Um no, I don't like any of that. The slime stuff was fine, but that toy story like recreation. Like, I don't even know what word I just said. But do we need to do those things? Like It was like five minutes behind, too. Can't so, yeah. football just be football? And I know they're trying to make more money. But how much money does the NFL need? Now, to go to go All with your uh, statement there, right. JJ, <laughs> I do like watching the Amazon Prime vision. Uh, I do. I like that. I, I also like the Peyton Manning Monday Night Football or the Manning cast on Monday yeah. Night Football. It just gives you a totally different perspective. You don't have to listen to the same announcers that are most likely going to be biased. Um, and the Manning brothers, they break down the they break down the game for people like us that are just total nerds about football. 
So I, I like that perspective, but I don't, I've never seen the Nickelodeon. I didn't see the Toy Story. So I, I can't really speak on that. Yeah, the Toy Story one was a little frustrating because it was like playing a VR game where everyone just like, like the, it didn't match up with what was going on. So like just, um, you know, the bodies were kind of floating and, and it was a good idea, poorly executed. But the Nickelodeon broadcast where they just overlay like some additional graphics, I think is really brilliant. And I was a huge Nickelodeon kid growing up and had that been available, I would probably would have been a bigger football fan earlier on. So I really like that. And, you know, sometimes like I'll watch the simulcast for that just to see the touchdown and all the, the slime go up. Yeah. It's fun. What do you think? It was fun. It was fun to watch. Um, it was it was fun to watch the the Nickelodeon stuff, the Toy Story stuff. It was five minutes behind, and yeah, you know, it was it was. I mean, I understand that they're doing a lot of you know computer generated stuff, so it can't happen immediately. The Nickelodeon stuff I thought was fine, having you know younger announcers and having some kids announce and be sideline reporters and stuff. I thought it was cool. The first year they did it, they had like young Sheldon explaining the penalties. Because if you're a kid, you don't know what the flat, you know, you don't know what a personal foul is, you know, for whatever, you know, explaining what it was. I thought it was kind of cool for kids um, as an adult. I could yeah. do without it, but, you know, it, it's it's geared towards an audience. Um, I think it's cool they do like a slime time, like highlight show in the middle of the week. Uh, Nate Burleson and some uh, some of their Nickelodeon stars kind of go through some of the big plays and stuff. I think that. I don't know if any kids watch it or not. I guess it's pretty popular, but uh, and they still yeah. do it. So, I mean, yeah, you know, I think was, there used to be an NBA show on the weekends when I was a kid, which was yeah. a long, long time ago. Ahmad Rashad. Yes, and you know, like because I was about to talk some more crap about these, but yeah, I did love that Ahmad Rashad show, and yeah. that really got me more into the NBA. So I'm just gonna shut up and say maybe they're right. <laughs> go for it matt i see you want to talk you know i always want to talk there's really no we know this is going to be the one way or the other but you know what? i'm i'm okay with it because if i can trick my three four five year olds whatever i've got in my house depending like i got i got more kids and we've got people on the screen right now and if i could trick them into watching football and make them think that they're watching toy story or something where not only do i get my football fix but they're entertained elsewhere where I don't have to entertain them, then I'm all for it. Let, let's let's put in like Toy Story. Let's go Moana. I don't care. Whatever we got to do, let's do this so that my kids can watch football where I can trick them into leaving me alone on a Sunday where I can watch the game. Now, I Matt, do you, in there too. do you think they could take this technology and do something like make good fellas, but with Toy Story characters? Like I'm just sure keep going with the could. CGI. Then we can watch movies with the kids. Exactly. Well, didn't they do that basically with Deadpool? I mean, you can't really watch out with the kids, but I mean, that's what sports we're going to get. Well, you know, it's it's like uh, when they made the movie like Shrek. That was a great movie to watch with the kids, and you got a ton of adult jokes in there. Um, so, yeah, I think it could be done. But in reality, like, all they would have to do for that is just, you know, spend the time to make the movie as a Pixar, whereas a NFL game is happening in real time. So 
a little different technology uh, for that. But just talking about kids and wanting to transition into the next topic here. Um, so Dan Campbell encourages those scared to uh, those scared when watching uh, Lions games to wear diapers. Uh, if the Lions seem too aggressive, uh, it said against the Chargers, Campbell elected to go for it on fourth down five different times. The team converted on four of them. Campbell discussed his his penchant for rolling the dice. I tell my family this: wear a diaper before some of these games. Campbell said, "I'll give them an alert and say put them on and be ready to roll." The biggest gamble Campbell made all game was a fourth and two situation. The Chargers 26-yard line in a tie game with minute 47 left on the clock. What do you guys think? Uh, are you ready to fill some Detroit diapers uh, during these games? Or do you think it's like it's a smart move? Go for it, Grant. Oh, man, I do love the MCDC, what Pat McAfee calls a motor, motor City Dan Campbell. Love the guy. I love his tenacity. But um, honestly, wear those diapers if that makes you feel better. That's that's all I got to say because he's going to do what's going to put his team in the best situation to win football games. Gotcha. All right, Matt, are you putting some Honolulu blue in those diapers? Well, make sure. Hey, it is Honolulu blue that's going in the diaper. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> well, what makes Sometimes you green, think maybe. I'm not wearing? What makes you think I'm not wearing one right now because of how aggressive this show could possibly get? I mean, this is the IDP lounge. It is the relaunch of it, whatever you want to call it. You don't know what's going on down here. It could be anything. Now, saying that, I'm all for astronauting it here. Maybe not because of the aggressiveness, but you don't want to miss a thing when it comes to this Detroit Lions team. You don't want to go get popcorn. You don't want to leave to get beer. You don't want to go to the bathroom during the game. You don't want to leave. You want to be right there watching the whole thing. If that means astronauting it for two, three straight hours, then all, by all means, get the adult diapers ready. And go to town. I mean, I'm all for this one right now. I mean, I, I can't remember what show it was. They were talking about, I think it was like the groom or the fiance. had to like get down to Florida from New York. Scarlett Johansson was in the movie there. And he like put his adult diaper on, pounded back a bunch of Red Bull. And he made sure to get down there. Well, hey, pound back that Red Bull. Pound back that drink of choice there. Put on that adult diaper and make sure you do not miss a single second of this Detroit Lions team. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm all about it i uh i i think that uh fans for the next show should show up with uh like captain underpants or like diaper over their trousers i think it'd be amazing what's your thoughts jj yeah. i mean you work with kids uh you know do, do you need some of those diapers uh well as a teacher uh we don't get bathroom breaks so sometimes you have to go like four hours before you're allowed <laughs> to pee uh but man i Aren't there commercials? Like, can't you compete in a commercial? I think the idea is that you're you get so scared and like you're excited, scared. you're gonna like shit yourself. Like, like, it, listen, I'm an American man. I'll just shit myself if I'm gonna shit myself, <laughs> and I will take the repercussions that come with it. Come on, everyone here is la hey JJ. Everyone here is laughing at you like they haven't actually shit themselves before. Everyone We've all done it. We're, we're with him. We're with him. <laughs> And we do the that little shuffle back into the house, like a, like a man. Like, yeah. come on now. 
Yeah, a, a man from out west, you know. Hey, if, if, if you're about to touch cloth, man, it's better just get a diaper so you can throw it right back out, right? If you're touching cloth, make sure you got that thing wrapped up. Yeah, I so, just can't wait to see the uh, Anzalone mullets with the diapers. Like that's that's going to be the the combo going on Sunday. That, that's going to yeah, be the, the Anzalone mullets and diaper. Like it's it's going to be like fifth, you know, like thirty thousand people with mullets and diapers. So do we think this is the aggressiveness that the Lions need? I mean, look at the record right now, second in the NFC, uh, just behind uh, the uh, Eagles. And, I mean, something's working. Obviously, I love to watch it. Are you guys watching? Do you think this is the recipe? This is the, uh, I don't know. I was going to try to make a diaper poop-related pun there. But, you know, is this the opportunity for the lions to kind of make that playoff push. And I mean, uh, Tony Romo brought up the, it, they could, you know, be uh super bowl caliber. Go ahead, JJ. I, I was just going to say, that was a good pun with the push. Um, <laughs> no, I listen, I used to love the Detroit lions with like Scott Mitchell and Herman Moore and Barry Sanders way back in the day. Um, and I'm watching, I'm watching the Lions again. Like, I'm watching them on yeah. TV because of Dan Campbell, like, because of this offense, because of the aggressiveness. It's fun to watch. Like, it's fun football. Uh, I'll watch I'll watch the Lions every day. I'm, and I'm a Jets fan, so God knows I don't want to watch my team. At all. Ever. Absolutely. What do you think, Dan? Where where are you at? You you know Seahawks fans. Uh, so I here. actually I think I picked Detroit in my survivor pool to beat the Seahawks in week two, and that didn't work out. Uh, I just thought well Seattle lost to the Rams, which the Seattle is going to probably lose to the Rams again for some reason. But uh, I, I digress. Um, I like watching the the Lions. I mean, you used to own Megatron, and that was about it. And Stafford, and you would just the rest of the team was just hot garbage, but like there's about, you know, four or five fantasy relevant guys. And on defense, you know, there's a ton of guys you can use. So, I mean, I'm a red zone guy myself, you know, I'll go back and rewatch the Seahawks game in full afterwards. But, uh, but I, you know, they're on red zone a lot cause they score a lot and the sun God is always doing something. So yeah. it's it's fun to watch. I, I like watching. Dan Campbell is is a walking soundbite, which makes it fun. You know, he's not just your normal coach. You know, on the Cincinnati and all this other mm. garbage. He he actually like has passion and emotion. You can tell from the top down. You know, the GM chest bumping over picking Jameer Gibbs and stuff is they're throwing fun. Which is that's what, what I want to see. To be I don't want to see Taylor Swift. I want to see Dan Campbell giving these crazy sound bites every week, and that's all. No more Taylor I see, Swift. I want to see I Dan regret. Campbell front row at like a Motorhead concert, like just <laughs> going crazy. So, gnawing somebody's kneecaps off. <laughs> yeah. Well, apparently, uh, what was it? Uh, the front front guy for Metallica showed up to uh, the Lions headquarters and uh during because they were away at the chargers so there's a photo on um on social of him knocking on dan campbell's door because uh because of the mcdc stuff and um just the the, that energy and i i don't know 
I I don't know if uh, Metallica are Lions fans or, or this guy's a Lions fan or if it's just a uh, a thing about it. But they're they're a big San Francisco. I think they were probably Giants, like San Francisco Giants fans back in the day. I think they played one of their like championship parades or something. I don't know, but gotcha. I might be wrong about that. I think Metallica is like a. I don't know. I seem to remember them being like a West Coast kind of fanish, but. I don't Probably. know. Maybe they just embrace the fact that Campbell's metal in a poppy world. Super metal, yeah. Well, what about you, Sean? What do you think uh, about this? Are you donning the the diapers and uh, putting a load in it? Man, diapers are expensive. First of all, way too expensive. So uh, use them sparingly, uh, for sure. But yeah, dude, his whole attitude, you know, going back to the whole kneecaps thing, you know, when he first came in, he got everybody's attention right away. Yep. Former player, full of passion. Like, I love what he's doing. He's being aggressive. It's what the Lions need. It's what the NFL needs. We don't need the, uh, you know, I don't know, just the, the, the chicken shit offense where, you know, check down, check down, check down, punt. He's going for it. Like he, he's like, you know, this is the way to the Super Bowl. We got to go for it. We got to go get those kneecaps. We can't just wait for them to come to us. We got to go attack them. And I love it. Yeah. Uh, and I think you guys are missing the big part. They're in the NFC. You can be aggressive. You, yeah. You can. That's how you're going to get to the Super Bowl through the NFC. You just have to worry about the Eagles, maybe the San Francisco 49ers now that they're starting to click again. Yeah, yeah. Well, looking at the rest of the season for the Lions, they've got uh, what the Cowboys in a couple weeks, and outside of that, I mean, there's Denver, but then it's they have the NF- NFC North, which some people are saying put an asterisk on this year for the Lions because the NFC North is atrocious. Uh, but you know what? There's plenty. There's plenty of teams that have won garbage divisions. Yeah. So you can do that every here. year. You can do that. I said year. the Patriots for years had a garbage. AFC East, like to to win, like. Sorry, I'm sure you're aware. <laughs> so, so what do we think? Um, you know, Lions, they're gonna be clear division winners. Do they have a shot at that that number one seed? Are we gonna kind of see that when they play the Cowboys? Two losses right now with uh, Seattle and. Um, Oh man, I'm blanking on the other one. Uh, Crap. Well, yeah, we'll, we'll fix that. It was uh, Baltimore, wasn't it? Yeah, Baltimore. There we go. Yeah. Um, so two losses. Uh, Eagles. Do you think they drop one? What do we What do we see here? Because I'm going out for this game. I'm I'm driving out to Detroit. I'm getting tickets because it's the first potential uh playoff win in 30 years i want to be there so am i going on january 13th or january 20th what do you guys think uh sean what what do you think it's going to be tough to get past the eagles uh to you know to to overtake them uh so you better take the the uh wild card weekend i guess uh take that off yeah 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 you're you're Don't not getting the eagles get two games by. against the giants still yeah. <laughs> so that's two wins automatically. That's two more wins. Hey, they had yeah. a game against the Jets and didn't win. Dude, that that defense of the Jets, if they I if left. they had a quarterback, maybe like Rodgers who wasn't injured, uh, they would be dangerous. That defense has been stacked. True. Yeah. Look, barring it barring injury 
or any other ca- catastrophe that might strike Detroit, they they're in the playoffs. Uh, there, there's no question yeah. about that. It's whether who it's who they start out with, and can they continue to keep winning throughout throughout this entire rest of the season? Yeah, absolutely. What do you think, Matt? You you look like you've got something to say. Uh, I I love this Lions team. I don't think they're going to get that number one seed, but I think they've got everything you could want. They've got a running game going on for them. You got Montgomery, you got Gibbs. They can mix it up with both of them there. Uh, they, obviously, you got the Sun God there in Monroe St. Brown. Jared Goff at home. If, if if the Lions are playing at home, they're going to the next round. I mean, they're going to win that first round wild card. That's just how good. How when they're wearing that Honolulu blue. There's no one that can bet. Jared Goff's home and road splits are completely different. So I, I think if they get that two seed, there is a very strong chance that they could be representing the NFC East in that conference championship game, even if they come against a team like San Francisco. If San Francisco has to come to Detroit, I mean, I think that's a very winnable game for the Lions in Detroit. If Detroit has to go to San Francisco, that's a different story, and I think that's where San Francisco has the edge. So Detroit's going to go out there doing what they're doing. And just let's, let's not forget that Dan Campbell got Frank Ragnall and Jonah Jackson back here this last week, and we saw what he did. He just ran the ball, ran the ball, ran the ball, ran the ball. David Montgomery was back in that game too. What do you think he's going to do? Dan Campbell wants to – first off, diapers and tight ends go good together, right? I mean, Dan Campbell, former tight end, I, think, I can't believe we missed that in the earlier segment. But you look at this, and – I can't help but get behind this Lions team. And then once you get there, anything can happen, right? The Eagles the Eagles have the easier route to that number one seed, but Minnesota's not that good now. I mean, they're coming on strong, but they're still dealing with Dobbs, not Kirk Cousins, so that is a bit of a drop-off. The Chicago Bears are still the Chicago Bears. The Green Bay Packers are the Green Bay Packers. So they've got an easier path, I think, that way, whereas – Anyone in that NFC East can win. We've watched Washington give the Eagles all that they can handle. We know that the Dallas Cowboys can compete with the Philadelphia Eagles as well. So I, I think when it's all said and done, the Eagles still come out on top as that one seed. But I think the Lions aren't going anywhere. I think that number two seed is theirs right now for the taking. I, if they just take care of business, I think they're going to be in a very good position. And then if they get to that championship game, anything can happen there. So I, I do think... You're good for that first round. If you're going to that wild card game, you're going to get to see a Lions win. If you go to the next week on the 20th, I think you have a good chance of seeing another Lions win. But I think I'd go to that 13th before I go to the 20th, just to be safe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm going to knock on wood on that one. But, uh, yeah, that'll be a tough uh, tough conversation with my wife. We're going out. We're going to spend a little bit of the week because i got family out there. But I, I keep in the back of my head, like, if they win wild card weekend, do and they get a home game uh the next weekend do i just stay in detroit and now you've just brought up a whole nother thing of if they get that win would there be an nfc championship at ford field am i just stuck in detroit for a month like what do you think where what what's gonna happen to me jj you're smiling i think you you have the idea here you're gonna have to buy a family pack of diapers that's what i'm thinking <laughs> like, like you might have to go to costco my friend yikes uh all right well okay so now sw- switch into our last topic here and hopefully jj you've got even more information on this since this is uh going towards your favorite team but Aaron Rodgers could be back for mid-December. On Pat McAfee's show, he said the plan has always been 
be back full-time right around Thanksgiving, and Rodgers has reached major milestones quicker than expected, but this would still be a historically fast recovery. JJ, going to you, what do you think? He comes back and re-tears his Achilles four snaps into the game. <laughs> I am a Jets fan. I know how this goes. Listen, listen, I and I listen, there is no science behind any of the wow. stuff I'm about to say. But I've been a Jets fan for a long time. And every time I start feeling good, somebody kicks me in the balls. And there is no way he's coming back this year. There is no way it's going to be successful because it's the Jets. And I don't deserve nice things because I did horrible stuff in a previous life. And this is this is the die. The die has been cast. I, I can't see him coming back. I can't see a doctor clearing him because he has to be cleared right like like i know he goes to his doctors in his like darkness cave taking ayahuasca and all that stuff but eventually a medical professional is gonna have to say i agree that you can go on the field right i mean if he's back you you gotta really start questioning that ayahuasca does that really have that much healing power but honestly why even rush it back are the Jets are very slim chance of making the playoffs. Just sit it out the rest of the season, rehab, come back strong next year, and then make a statement. But I, I, I don't think he should be trying to rush it back and and be the next Cam Akers retearing an Achilles. Oof. Yeah, I, I think it, it really revolves around if they still can make it. If he can come back and take them into the playoffs, he might do it, might consider it. But yeah, if they're if they're out of it, like there's there's no point. But uh Dan, what do, what do you think? Do you got Rogers on your uh on your team? Are you devastated when you lo- lost him? Or uh are you just kind of like sitting back and watching this whole thing go go on? I have him on a couple IRs and It'd be nice to have him back. I, unless Doctor Joe Rogan clears him, like JJ said, I don't think there's a chance a doctor's going to clear him for, like, again, this would be like the the world record for Achilles repair. Like, seeing him out of the boot and stuff is is very promising, and maybe he's just maybe doing that to give them hope so they can play. Like yeah. I said, the defense just doesn't say at. We can't win with Zach. Let's just throw a towel in. They're still fighting hard and they're still playing hard. You know, Garrett Wilson's still a usable fantasy asset despite despite Zach Wilson. And um, so is Conklin, by the way. Conklin is Conklin. getting fed targets, man. Yeah. And I mean Zach Wilson, they 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 criticize Zach the the offense for not scoring in like twenty-six uh draw or quarters or, or whatever. Wilson had a touchdown. He just stepped out by like a quarter of an inch on like the three and then penalties and things killed them the other night. So, I mean, and the offensive line does Zach Wilson no favors. Do you think Aaron Rodgers is going to stay upright behind that offensive line, even if he did come back like on one leg, basically, because even if he comes back miraculously from an Achilles, he's not going to be running around like he's a 20 year old kid. Yeah. Like Zach Wilson's a pretty athletic 20-year-old kid. Aaron Rodgers is, what, a 40-year-old, like, with one good leg right now. So, I mean, <laughs> yeah, Rodgers yeah. get killed. So, so, I mean, there's no reason for him to come back this year. 
Yeah. What do you think, Sean? Uh, what What would be your over underline of uh, Rogers on his back, clutching his leg because his tendon just snapped again uh, for the first game back? I think JJ nailed it. Uh, four plays in, uh, that sounded right. Um, he's not coming back. I, I don't see it. Not at his age. We just seen, you know, Cam Akers get hurt again. Uh, it's a serious injury. And at his age, the recovery time's got to be, you know, that much more, you know, prolonged from it. And, you know, I remember the Ravens getting, you know, going so many games without an offensive touchdown. This Jets defense is good, but it's not that good. That's not Mm -hmm. 2000 Ravens good. Uh, As a Dolphins fan, you know, I don't mind seeing the Jets struggle, but... I hate seeing a such a good defense wasted. Yeah. Uh because they they are a really good defense. Really good. Um he's not coming back. I just I don't see it happening. Uh it would be cool if he did, but like JJ said, four four snaps in and he's out again. And then if it happens, if he does come back and he does tear it again or re injure, you know, whatever. His his career is over. Like the, there is no coming back after that. So it would be reckless to bring him back too early and to just shove him in into the starting lineup with no real chance of winning. I think or, or of making the playoffs. Uh, the best thing they can do is just let him heal and try again next season. Gotcha. All right. Well, what do you think, Matt? Are you know Jets going to punch their ticket with Aaron Rodgers, make it to the uh, Super Bowl, and have the uh, the final final score uh, walk off win for Mister Rodgers, or is he going to be putting on his little sneakers like Mister Rodgers' neighborhood? Hello, everybody. Hello, Doctor Nick. I mean, that's exactly what's going to happen. Hey, you guys are all forgetting one thing right now, and it is the power of pettiness. This is what Aaron Rodgers is, the most pettiful individual in all of sports history. He's been told his career's already over. He's already been told he's not coming back. You know damn well he's coming back one way or the other. If not for anything, just because we told him he couldn't do it. But look, the Jets have to pass five teams just to catch the Texans right now. Yes, the Houston Texans, the five and four Houston Texans, the seven-seeded Houston Texans. That means they have to somehow Pass the Chargers, the Bills, the Bengals, the Raiders, and the Colts, who are just five and five. So, and the, I mean, the Chargers are four and five. The Jets are four and five. I mean, they're not out of it by any stretch of the imagination. It's not like Zach Wilson's pay, played terrible. We've seen Zach Wilson play worse. I mean, so you got that going for you. But at the end of the day, I mean, I'm not going to put it past Aaron Rodgers because of just how petty he actually is. And he's heard everyone talking about. Him going back into the darkness, go away, you're done, yada, 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 you're too old, whatever. He's heard all this. So it wouldn't surprise me if he comes back just to try to prove people wrong. He might not have success. He might pop that Achilles again. But people forget one thing. We're, we're talking about the right Achilles, or sorry, the left Achilles. It's not the one he's planting on to drive. So if there was a good Achilles for him to tear, it is the left one. It's on his front foot when he's throwing. So he can actually deliver a pass and still do it. Where Cam Akers, he's got a cut on that. Kirk Cousins on the other end, he tore his right Achilles, which is the leg he steps back on to put all his weight on. So 
Kirk Cousins' recovery is going to be different than Aaron Rodgers' recovery. And hey, whatever whatever uh, medicine you're taking to fix your ailment, all the power to you. If the NFL tests you and you come back clean, it's all good to me. Yeah, no, the I, NFL I, drug testing will be. Uh, I'm ready. Well, they're going to give the old. I'm ready to run cool. through a brick wall for Matt. Like, like he, he's coach. I'm ready to run through a wall for him. <laughs> like, he, he, he didn't talk me into it. <laughs> but just in the Super Bowl. If he does come back, you got to look at this new medical procedure for his Achilles. You got to think, is this really going to work? Is this really going to speed up the recovery for an Achilles injury in the future? He, he, take, take this time to study it. Uh, so th- I think yeah. that would be the only positive of him coming back. Um, because what is- the one thing we got to look at, though, is is he really worried about long term? Because he knows he's got like one or two years. So long term, long term, is it good for him? Short term, maybe this is a miraculous recovery. But is it really the good long term thing for like a, a young player? I mean, look at Deonta Foreman. He's kind of had a resurgence after his Achilles tear. But it took him a good year and a half before years, he could yep. even latch before he could even latch onto a team. Like yep. I think the Texans cut him. He went to the Titans and kind of was there for a while, you know. When in he, Carolina, then he went to Carolina, and then he, you know, he's he's still like a, you know, he's not. I, I think I think Count Acres is kind of the standard. He came back and performed better than expected when he came back. Then he did have a little bit of a dip there where it kind of maybe fatigue kind of set in. But I mean, if Count Acres can come back as quickly as he possibly did, I mean. McVay is basically the other Achilles there on uh, Cam Akers, but that's for a different show altogether. But if Akers can come back at that position as early as he did and have that kind of success, I don't think it's impossible with the right medication that Aaron Rodgers could come back a little bit earlier than anticipated, considering what it is. But, but the, yeah, there's so many different factors here. The, the Jets, if they lose this week to the Buffalo Bills, I mean, then they drop a couple games back of the teams they're trying to catch. That offensive line is, you mentioned it, JJ, it's bad. It's horrible. The Jets, they're brutal. And you can't guarantee who they're going to be facing here the next few weeks. And I don't, come December, I mean, hey, I'm older than Aaron Rodgers or Aaron Rodgers. I don't know. We're about the same age. But, hey, when the weather turns, and New York is not, New York is very similar to Green Bay. It ain't right. It's cold. It gets nasty out there. It's going to feel a little different. Every hit you take, especially as you get older, is going to feel a little bit different. So outside of that, I, I, what's Aaron Rodgers really have to come back for? He doesn't need to win another championship. I, I can't see him winning one with this Jets team. His, his Hall of Fame resume is already cemented. He's already been paid. So really, the only reason for him to come back is to tell us all that he's better than us. Really, that's it. That's the only reason for <laughs> Rodgers to come back. That feels like a very Aaron Rodgers thing to want to it do. Is. Absolutely. Yeah. It is. yeah. Yeah. So, okay. Well, the last thing I'll uh, just kind of touch on with this is, uh, so he doesn't come back this year, waits it out. He, he rehabs even further, comes back next year. What's the expectations on that Jets team year two of Aaron Rodgers? Do they get him any help on the offensive line? JJ, you're the fan. What do you think? Man, I have a heart. I have a hard time seeing Sala coming back. Like, I, I know this is a great defense. I know it. How many years is it going to be the next year? How many times? Like, again, I've been a Jets fan for a long time. If you can't win 
you're not going to win. I don't know if Salah's the guy. Like, I like what Joe Douglas puts together. I don't get the whole quarterback situation. I don't know why they couldn't have gotten a Josh Dobbs. Like, if that's all it costs for Josh Dobbs, like, Zach Wilson is one of the worst quarterbacks I've ever seen suit up for the Jets. And that's saying a lot. Like, Sam Darnold is like Tom Brady compared to what Zach Wilson is. Zach Wilson can't read a field. So my only concern is that, yeah, Rodgers comes back, but what does that really bias as a Jets fan? Like, I, I, I don't know. The turf is still terrible. The offensive line is still terrible. I don't know. I think, I don't know. Losing sinks into a franchise's DNA. And I thought Sala was going to shake it up, but we don't need a hype man. We need an offensive coordinator. And... I'm eyeballing Ben Johnson. <laughs> Stay away, please. Because you're not getting happen. anybody. You're, you're not Nate Hackett's the Aaron Rodgers guy, man. You're not getting anybody there as long as uh, Aaron Rodgers around. Matt, oh, if you weren't on the other coast, <laughs> I'd come get you right now. Uh, oh, and I Tebow. Know, I think the, I think David Kelly in the comments it. asked about Tebow. At least Tebow could run. Zach Wilson can't even run, like. I, I, well, I hey, no, don't say that. Zach Wilson went running for Tebow's mom. I'm sure at least once or twice by now. So I mean, there there is that. <laughs> That's probably true. <laughs> when Solid Kelsey's point. mom JJ, was there, he, I mean, he went off against the Chiefs. <laughs> let, let, let's be honest here. Zach Wilson has talked to Aaron Rodgers' mother more than Aaron Rodgers has. Fair enough. <laughs> we're we're getting canceled first. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> wow. I'll go after Aaron Rodgers, but I ain't going after Taylor Swift. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Oh, man. That's, that's a smart play for sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I, I totally feel you, JJ. Uh, when, when losing for so long as a Lions fan, it took me when Dan Campbell was uh, signed, I gave him three years. I said, you know, Previous regime, Matt Patricia, uh, they screwed that team up so bad that I was going to give them two mulligan years, and then the third year I'd, I would have expectations. This is that third year. So, like, I'm surprised to see improvement, and I still go into every game like, are they going to screw this up? It's taken a lot uh, the past – well, I, what's the record right now? The past, like, 20 games, they're, like, 16-4 and four or something. Um you know, it's taken all of that for me to rest easy. I don't need those diapers uh, going into the game because I'm just like, let Dan Campbell cook. And, you know, I enjoy it when I'm like, I I went into that Chargers game thinking it was a winnable game. And, you know, at, at points they, you know, it was tied up. It could have been like uh, a very tough game as a fan to watch. But I just kind of somehow had that faith of like, hey, there's a good good shot. Plus, with their record, they could drop drop a game. You know, it wouldn't be that big of a deal. Um, so that's a it's a hard transition as a as a fan. And I mean, Jets, you've got a Super Bowl, so you know you're you're doing better than us. You you I remember uh, the 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 great you had a great coach in uh, fuck 
what was his was name? Years Rex ago, Ryan. Yeah, Rex, Rex Ryan. Ryan. He had the foot fetish. I, I love that dude. <laughs> yes, he did, and he had a uh, what a tattoo of his wife wearing a Mark Sanchez jersey. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. But back to back, back to back championship games. So there you go. You know, it's I, Lions haven't won since '57, uh, I believe. So uh there it is all right well we have squandered a perfectly good hour here talking about different topics uh of in the nfl hopefully our listeners we i see maybe there's still seven of them here we haven't pissed off too many swifties or aaron Rodgers fans uh they're you know they're sticking around so hopefully you come and watch this show every friday 9 p.m eastern uh, we're going to have uh, a different assortment of guests each week. Grant and I are going to kind of take turns um, finding different groups to come in, collecting some some topics to discuss. But we're going to keep it around kind of a, uh, a football buddy-centric conversation. If you are big into fantasy football and you like IDP, uh, go to idpguys.org right now. Uh, you can get 50% off the rest of the season subscription using promo code IDP50, IDP50 for uh, uh, in-season subscription until uh, I think it runs out January uh, 15th. But win your fantasy league, get that information uh, that you need, and get into our Discord. Uh, that's that's where you get the best uh, advice and direct access to all of us. So uh, with that, I'm going to go around to our guests if you'll, you know, just where can people find you? If you're putting out content, what are you doing? What what kind of stuff can people, uh, you know, expect from you and uh, and give your little farewell? I'm going to start with Matt since uh, he came in last. Hey, that's that's the best way to go. For last in, first out. Um, hey, yeah, you catch me over at uh, doing stuff with Fantasy Points right now, as well as the Dynasty Vipers uh, network there on the YouTube, as well as over at Rotoballer. So pretty much everywhere. I still need to get that tankini there of the IDP lounge at orange and blue uh, shirt there. Nate, remember that way back when we had that uh, still got to get one of those there. So, um, Hey, you know, this is kind of, it's kind of like a full circle moment for me. Uh, I remember when I first got started in my podcasting, uh, there was like the rated R show there. And then Dan and Hollywood, uh, we came in and we went going on there at the IDP lounge before we went brought a real expert in like uh, Kyle Belfield to come in there as well. So, uh, this is kind of like a full circle type moment for me to uh, jump back on here with the IDP lounge. Yeah, no, it's awesome having you here, having uh, Dan and, and and just everyone coming together for this uh, relaunch here. Uh, Sean, you know, coming out of the uh, the comment section into the show, uh, give your sign off. Yeah, you guys will hire anybody. I don't know if that's good or bad, but uh, yeah. So I'm I'm riding with the IDP guys now. Uh, first year kicking off with that. Uh, start in uh, sit show Sunday mornings with IDP guys. We're here to answer all your questions. Offense, defense doesn't matter. Look, I started out with everyone else in the comments watching Matt, you know, Dan, JJ, all these guys. They're fantastic follow them you're going to learn more than uh more than i will i'm sure so yeah definitely definitely follow these guys you can find me on on twitter or x whatever you want to call it at sean 8386 nice that's about it 
There we go. And uh, so kicking it over to you, Dan, uh, I went back and watched the very first uh, IDP Lounge episode to get an idea of like, what were we doing back then? Who were the guests and everything? So you actually had the very first word on the IDP Lounge. Uh, and I, I apologize. I'm not going to give you the last word on this show, but here you go. Go ahead and uh, give your little sign off. Thanks, Nate. Uh, I'm not really doing much, but uh, playing fantasy football—it's a—it's my addiction of choice. Uh, so I, you know, some people still hit me up in the DMs for advice. I don't know why, but uh, I try to give advice when I can. Uh, my main job is to bother uh, Hollywood. That's—that's uh, that's my primary job in this space—is to just annoy the crap out of him. I can't really give him any crap about Tannehill anymore, though, because he's not really the quarterback. So yeah. But uh, but I, I'm sure if you went back and watched the IDP Lounge old episodes, uh, there's plenty of Tannehill is the greatest quarterback in Titans history <laughs> you know, being mentioned there. So uh, not not maybe true anymore. So, but yeah, uh, if you if you care to follow me, it's at Seahawks Danny, and uh, I don't really put out much on X because it's just uh, yeah, it, it's it's X. Don't don't let Dan fool you. He has over twenty years of IDP experience. If you have a question, I do. Yeah, yeah. and uh, yeah, scoring is always the the first thing I kind of say. Like, well, what kind of league is it, and and that right. stuff. But yeah, but it's been fun. Uh, first show of the reboot is always uh, is, is a great way to uh, kick this off. I appreciate the invite. Yeah, absolutely. Happy to have you here. Another uh, fine gentleman that I was glad to make the show, JJ. Uh, you know, we've had plenty of conversations at the expo and some of those, you know, trying to get you more camera time with us. But you've got a busy life. You, you've you got, uh, you know, being a teacher at school and everything. So just uh, give us a little going away present and uh, sign off and yeah, do your thing. Uh, you can find me on Twitter or X at JJ Wenner. Pretty simple. That's because I'm old uh, and I go to bed early and I can't pot as much as I used to. And I really miss it. So thank you, Nate. Uh, you know how much I love you and Ricky and everything you guys are doing over there. I think Grant was in the car at the Expo that I stopped and started screaming at Matt Record and like, <laughs> like, crazy like i had to apologize the next day because i was so excited to see you guys um and of course matt donnelly you know how much i love you brother um sean dan it was great to see you guys and be able to talk to you thank you for this opportunity and i hope to come on again sometime yeah definitely all right grant take us out awesome yeah uh find all my work at uh idp guys on youtube uh very rarely in front of the camera, but I will be now starting twice a week, it looks like. So looking forward to that, and I'm looking forward to seeing where this show goes. Um, but you can follow me at uh, on X, formerly known as Twitter, at Grant underscore Gillen. Uh, I don't tweet too much fancy football, but I will uh, tweet about the Browns and bitch a lot about the Browns. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just glad Joe Woods is fired, so I just have to find something else to bitch about. And it's probably going to be Taylor Swift. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. There it is. All right. Well, uh, if anyone is interested in following me, I'm at Nate Cheat on X. Uh, follow uh, at IDP guys on all uh, socials. Make sure you're catching all 
Ma- uh, Michael Sicoli, our um, social media manager, does an amazing job of putting out some great content on all of our socials. Plus, he does the uh, the weekly uh, newsletter that co- that's been going on for like a year and a half now. It- it's really awesome. Uh, him putting that together. There's just so much content that we're putting out. It's really great. So uh, become a subscriber to the site, idpguys.org, and uh, just get involved, get into the community, and subscribe on YouTube. But with that, uh, until next week, uh, we will. I'm planning on doing a after Thanksgiving show. I don't know, Grant, if you're going to be available, but we'll put that together and. As much as it's uh, people hate it, I think we're gonna do the Thanksgiving dinner comps. We got to that. That is a tried and true IDP guys uh, episode. So we'll have to bring it back. Maybe I'll get Johnny. So with that, thanks everyone for showing up. Thank you all for watching. And if you're on listening on the podcast, uh, just know that. A lot of these guys made really funny faces uh, during the conversations, so you should watch the YouTube show. See ya.